Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, talking uncommon sense about how to start, grow, and love your tutoring, teaching, and coaching business. Now, it's almost 8 a.m. here at uh, Tutor Podcast headquarters, and I've just finished my morning writing session. That's drafting material for my third book and for an online course, which is a total rethink of music theory for guitarists. It's actually what I've been teaching to my students for over two decades. And the reason I mention this is uh, what I've been writing up this morning has been a product of a simple idea that I stumbled on whilst we were all being put under house arrest or held in lockdown, whatever you want to call it. And it's actually turned what I thought was trash into treasure because during lockdown, I started to retain a lot of what I used to throw away. And I realized very quickly that I've been missing this for years. And it's an idea I call my treasure basket. Let me explain. I was booked solid in lockdown. That meant sitting here in the recording studio, just back-to-back lessons. Um, The paper I was using was just ending up everywhere, you know, mostly my recording studio floor. And the, the new workflows meant I was having to take a lot of new approaches and develop some new teaching tools. And ordinarily, the worksheets and diagrams that I produce are sort of leaving with students. But in lockdown, I was capturing them with an overhead camera and send them out as PDFs or image files to students. The paper matter wasn't actually leaving with my students anymore. And the mess on the floor got me desperate enough. So I rummaged around, found a small basket around about A4 size to use as a waste paper bin. And I just chucked the bits of paper in there at the end of each session. At the end of the first day, I emptied the bin. But that was the last day I did it. Because on the second day, it struck me that all of these worksheets were documenting what I was doing day in, day out particularly the new ideas. You see, whilst I've always experimented with the way I teach guitar, a lot of that material just disappeared off in gig bags. I always tell my students I'm doing this. I say, I've got a great idea. Let's try this. And the students are usually intrigued by the idea that they're being my little lab rats. And oftentimes I'll just say, right, you are the guinea pig. You are now my lab rat. Let's do this. A couple of them think I'm some kind of mad scientist testing out his lunatic ideas on them. And I actually treasure the framed artwork given to me by Isaac, one of my students, referring to me as the evil guitar genius. It's in the kitchen just over there above the espresso machine to this day. Now, as I said, before lockdown, most of those ideas would just go out the door with students unless I'd had a real light bulb moment and made a note of it in the notebook on the desk to follow up with or I've taken a photo 
of the diagram or the idea I've been drawing up. Meh. How stupid is that? You see, I realised that tons of good stuff must have just ended up in guitar cases and gig bags over the years. <sighs> what can you do, huh? But by letting the the waste paper, if you like, accumulate during the lockdown period, okay, I was being lazy, and I, it was just me not emptying the bin every day, really. And it wasn't thrown all over the studio floor, so it was actually being tidy. It's all good. I realised that was um, a source of fuel for writing. I can dip into the basket and pull out some of that great material whenever I want to. And I've been amazed by the stuff that I've pulled out that I've quickly forgotten about. It's because I'm into the next lesson and the one after that and the one after that. Admittedly, some of it is just the bread and butter material, the, the usual stuff that I do every day. I've got that stuff down. But sometimes it comes out with a twist. There might be a little story I've attached to it. Uh, a pattern that I've highlighted in a different way than I normally would. Maybe I've developed a mnemonic or an acronym or a simile, a metaphor of what someone does in their everyday life. There might just be a shift in perspective for myself. But these pieces of what I thought were just waste paper have captured the nuance of something. Maybe it's something I've been using subliminally beyond, below the threshold of my own recognition of it. But on paper, it's shouting at me. And now that I'm doing some sessions back in the room again, I'm taking the same approach because I generate a lot of waste paper. So let's say I have a new idea, some different explanation, uh, a new implementation of an established idea. For example, I remember vividly adding multiple colours to what had formerly been a black and white diagram with Alan, a dyslexic student who paints. It was like magic for him. So I rolled it out and tested it on other people. And sometimes the black and white stuff works. Sometimes the colour works better. What I've realised is the good stuff actually comes from working with the non-typical students. I have a blind students. I've taught a lady who was deaf. I've got lots of students who are dyslexic, autistic, ADHD, illiterate even. Now, I'll try stuff. I'll tell them that they're my lab rat and I'm going to test it on them. They're okay with that. And here's the good thing. The first attempt won't often work. So I'll tweak it. I'll do a revised version, sometimes a third version of it. And those early versions go into the treasure basket. That's where the teaching treasure is kept. Now, weirdly, my lab rats love this part of the lessons. Because although I'm testing out things and I'm experimenting, it's really all about them. I'm figuring out the best approach that will work for them. I'm not just plonking a grade book down in front of them or going through the motions with some stale old material. It's live. They can see that I'm on the edge of my teaching ability. And it's using their thoughts and processes to tailor the content to them. 
And more than that, it's actually collaborative creativity. Because I'm coming up with daft ideas, throwing them out there. They're pinging them back to me, telling me if it works. They are actually my talking lab rats. And this back and forth dialogue goes on and on and on. And they see me, the supposed expert, playing with a capital P with the idea. I'm, all the time I'm talking, I'm saying, whatever the problem is, we can get past this. And I'm quite happy to fail in the process because we're only testing. What I realize is that I'm giving them tacit permission to play too. We're doing this together. It's what it's all about. It's all about play and experimentation and fun. So if you're not capturing this, maybe you're missing out on the source of solid teaching gold. If you're planning to write up what you do as a teacher, as I'm doing, then I think this is a no-brainer. The bottom line is this. Capture your output, especially on paper, especially those brilliant, crazy ideas, version 1.0, 1.1, and so on. And the paper part of it, I think, is vital because it sits there in the basket looking at me, and it'll be looking at you, inviting you to dive in and mine some of that gold. It's tangible, it's visible, and it's not going to vanish if the backup fails and you've dropped your phone down the loo again. Honestly, though, are you as likely to scroll through all those captured images on your phone as you are to rummage through your treasure basket? Not so much, I reckon. Let me know what you think, guys. Does this resonate with you? Is there something here you can use? Are you chucking out trash or hoarding up treasure? Let me know. Get in touch. It's info at neilcamado.com because I'm really curious about what you think. And I always want to learn from you guys because I don't have all the answers. Got some answers that work for me, some catastrophes, disasters, and a whole heap of cock-ups. So once again, it's info at neilcamado.com and you can find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. If you like the Tudor podcast, hit the subscribe button, leave a review. And of course, you'll automatically get the latest updates as soon as they're live. So that wraps it up for today. Join me next time on the Tudor podcast where it's all about how to start, grow and love your tutoring business. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.